Welcome to the Men of Magic, an interview podcast that gets into the lives of your favorite Magic the Gathering personalities, with your hosts, Robert Martin and Chris Atwell. And now, the Men of Magic begins. Welcome to another episode of the Men of Magic. But ironically, this week, it's not with a man, it's with Level 2 Judge, now Star City Games event specialist, making a big move from Alabama to the Star City Games headquarters in Roanoke, Virginia. We are talking about (laughs) 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 laughing in the background. There she is. It's Kali Anderson. Hey, Rob. It's nice to talk to you. Yes. Well, we've had you on when you were uh, with us at Grand Prix Denver. Yes. We brought you in the booth and had you talk there and got a little FaceTime there. Where did it all begin with you and Magic? Man, years ago. Um, years ago, you were only born in 1987. It's not that. No. Much Come on now. Okay. I guess to some people, not years ago, but for me, it seems like years ago. Actually, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. um, before I even lived in Birmingham and knew anything about the actual competitive Magic scene, I just I saw some people playing Magic, and I was like. Hey, I kind of want to learn how to do that. I mean, I'm already a nerd. I mean, I played Dungeons and Dragons for the longest time. And I was just like, hey, I kind of want to learn how to play magic. So I went into our local shop and <clears throat> no lie, I walked in there and I said, hey, can someone teach me how to play magic? Everybody said, no, 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 no. You don't want to learn how to play magic? No, no, no. And I'm like, what? And then one guy was like, yeah, I'll teach you how to play. And I'm like, okay, well, thanks, you know. <laughs> it was kind of weird, you know. Nobody wanted to teach me how to play Magic with one person. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess things have changed now. But, I mean, at the time, it was just, I thought that was really strange, you know. And I don't understand that. It's not like Magic's a, I don't want to, I'll use the old phrase, like the old boys network. It's not really that <laughs> way at all. I mean, it, you think about, it, it involves strategy. It falls playing and logic, I mean, things that most people can handle pretty good. When you started playing Magic and started playing it competitively, when did the itch come to you be started to become a judge? Well, actually, the, the itch to become a judge started actually about a year ago. Um, I was kind of, you know, just meh, fumbling around, actually probably longer than a year ago now, but I was just kind of like fumbling around. I was, you know, I was com- I'm a really competitive person. Like I, if I want to play, I'm going to win, you know. And if I don't win, then I get sad. <laughs> but um, but when um, I started kind of like, you know, not doing so hot, and I tried, you know, I talked to some of my friends, like Casey Hogan from Atlanta. Like I went to a lot of, I, I go to a lot of events in Atlanta. And I, I know Casey very well, and you know, I, I talked to Casey about being a judge, and he, you know, was like really like supporting, like yeah, you should be a judge. And I'm like. Eh, I don't know. So I took some of the practice tests online. I didn't do too hot. You know, so I was like, ugh, I didn't pay attention, you know, I mean, things like that. And, you know, like, Todd was all like, no, you should be competitive. You should, you know, you should do the, you know, be the best, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I should, you know, and I just, um, it, 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 that, that was when I first started thinking about being a judge. But when I actually decided to become a judge was actually, at this point, it was a year, exactly about a year ago, um, during extended season last season, because I'm not an extended person whatsoever. And <laughs> um, I just decided I was, I posted something on Facebook saying I was going to go, you know, just 
bird, a PTQ, whatever, because I didn't want to play. And our, you know, PTO was like, hey, Callie, you know, would you like to kind of, like, judge, you know? Would you like to level zero? And I'm like, you know what? Sure, I'll try it. And then from there, all downhill. Like, I loved it. It was so much fun. What is the difference between playing and judging for you? The difference between playing and judging is that when I'm judging, I don't have any of the pressure to, like, win. Like, and, and and you know, being a judge, like, I, I always win. <laughs> I mean, not just, like, I mean, it's not about the comp for me. It's just about the experience. Because let me tell you something about the judge community itself. It's amazing. It's probably the best things I've ever gotten to experience in the magic world. Like, the judge community is so tight-knit, and it's so everybody's so close and everybody like knows each other and everybody loves each other it's so wonderful like I mean when you're a judge it's just getting to be a part of that it's so wonderful and you know when you're part of the the magic like competitive community I mean you get that too but when you're sitting across from somebody you know who's a good friend of yours but I mean you still have to play them they're the enemy you know like but as a judge like when you're working the same event as somebody you're not enemies you're all friends and you're all working towards the same goal. You're all working towards giving a, you know, honest, you know, in like in integral event to the players. And, and that's what's most important, you know. So being a judge, it's it's not about being the best. It's about, you know, providing something wonderful to the players. And I think that's what I like the most about it. What is the best thing about traveling as much as you do with this? Traveling is so wonderful. I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of person that loves to just see the world. Like, it's always been my dream to, you know, go experience things and see new, see new sights and, you know, experience new cultures and see how other people, like, how other people do their, you know, run their tournaments or, you know, judge their events or play their events. I mean, it's always been, to me, a dream to, to see how other people, you know, run their stuff and you know being able to travel and get other people's opinions and ideas and and like learn from their experiences like for me that's that's the best thing and you know I mean for Todd obviously he likes to just travel and you know get to play the events but for me I really I take a lot in from everywhere I go so I mean I'm really fortunate for that that I get to do that Let's talk about that because Todd goes everywhere you go, correct? Pretty much. There's there's sometimes where Todd gets like, especially with, with the job that I'm working now. Um, a lot of times, you know, like I'll get I'll be able to send Todd off to an event, but I won't necessarily get to go, which is kind of sad. But um, you know, with with my new job that's going to be starting here up in June. Um, you know, I mean, we'll get to travel to more events, but, you know, more often than not, we travel together, but, you know, sometimes I let him go off on his own, and, you know, sometimes it's profitable, sometimes it's not, but, I mean, that's the grind, so you got to take what you get. <laughs> Talk about the new job. How did this all happen? Well, um, a few months ago, I was approached by um, Ricky and Jared and, and the guys at the Star City team, and, you know, they, they told me that they were, you know, they, they really liked me, and, you know, they thought that I did a really good job at what I did, and, you know, they asked if I was kind of interested in, you know, joining their team if a position ever became available, and, of course, I said yes. I mean, that's a dream job for someone like me. 
um, you know, just being able to um, be a part of, you know, Star City Games. I mean, they run such amazing events, and, I mean, you can just tell by the way that their, you know, attendance has risen over the years. Like, I remember attending one of their first, you know, 5Ks back in the day in Atlanta, like, uh, my buddy Chris Green, actually, he ended up winning that one, but, I mean, I just, I remember seeing that event, which was only, like, you know, 200 something people, so now their events get upwards of, like, 500 people, like, they know what they're doing, and they do a very good job, and I think the players respect that greatly, and just, you know, being able to be a part of that it's just so wonderful, and when they approached me about it, I mean, I was just like, yes, yes. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really have to think that hard <laughs> when it came to uh, the job offer, so it was pretty exciting. Who has been as a judge? Th- there's a whole mentoring system within the judge community right. about how to make each other better. Who have been some of the best influences you've had with you, and some of the favorite people you work with? Um. I know it's going to sound silly, but the three level threes that work with Star City Games, which is Nicholas Saban, Jared Silva, and Ricky Hayashi, those three guys have, ever since I became a level one, like, I mean, they, they've all had just the utmost faith in me, and they've all, they, they've seen that drive in me to be a better judge, and they've, you know, helped me get better, they've helped me, they, you know, they've, mentored me they've you know said well hey you know you could probably work on this and I said okay great you know and I would work on it and you know I get better and they've always been the ones that have you know kind of pushed me to be a better judge and those three guys have definitely I mean they they all work for Star City Games of course just sounds kind of silly (laughs) but they I think that they they really could. They really saw what was inside of me as a judge, and they really brought that out, which I'm so thankful for. Because, I mean, as I mean, even just as a judge, not necessarily a Star City employee, um, I mean, I couldn't have asked for better mentors than you know somebody to help me bring out my true potential. And I mean, God knows what's going to happen in the next few months. Like just working with them, you know, like how much greater of a judge I'll become, so I just, I can't wait. <laughs> you talk about when you were in Denver, you were in charge of the main event table. Most of it or part of it, I believe? Right. For day one of day uh, one. GP Denver, yeah. um, I was in charge of organizing the feature matches, making sure that, you know, the GG's Live guys had anything they needed, making sure that... Um, you know, all the guys at the booth needed anything they needed for the feature matches, which is deck lists, making sure there was a judge around, although sometimes I wasn't able to be there because I was, um, you know, as a features judge, you have to um, kind of sometimes you don't necessarily always are in charge of the features. Um, you know, sometimes you, like, get judges to fill in for the GG's live spotting. Um, so, like, I might be, like, helping with a deck check or something like that. And I, tr- I tried to be there at the features matches at all times to make sure that things were going on right, but sometimes it didn't always happen, but, you know, it, it, they, they called me the the Duchess of Features, yes. <laughs> which I thought was kind of nice. <laughs> but um, but it, it, was, it was a really cool job because I got, you know, a lot of times when you're judging, you're, you know, especially at a GP, you're assigned to a team, 
um, like deck checks or, you know, paper, making sure, you know, pairings get up and whatnot, or you're just assigned to a logistics, making sure that things are going the right way, you know, table numbers are set up and the logistics of the tournament are running smoothly. So, like, being the, being the features person, I got to kind of fill different roles every single round. So it was really interesting to get to do a lot of different things in one day, so it kind of helped the day go by faster and more excitingly. So You mentioned the level three judges. Yes. And you are level two. Yes. Is level three something you would like to do in the future? Absolutely. I, I would love to progress through the judge program as far as I can go. Um, I love being a judge. Like, to me, judging... It's going to sound corny, but judging has changed my life. Um, Before I started judging, I was really burnt out. I was really just tired of the competitive magic scene. I was, you know, I, I didn't really feel like playing magic anymore, and I just, you know, I didn't know what to do. And then when I started judging, I just, I mean, a whole, it was just like a whole new world opened up to me. And, you know, just learning about all the different levels of the judge program and all the different things I could do, you know, I just, it, something sparked inside of me. And I feel like I want to be the best judge I can be and I want to help anybody I can and I want to mentor people and I want to get as many judges into the judge program as I can because the judge program has been so wonderful to me and, you know, being you know, being level three or, you know, maybe some years down the road, level four, level five, I don't know, like, it just being being the best judge I can be and helping anybody become the best judge they can be is just my number one goal, and, and, and I think that would just be wonderful if I could do that. Have you gotten to do an event with Sheldon? Um, I don't think I've ever worked an event with Sheldon. However, I was there at um, Worlds in Rome, where he was, I believe he was head judge for that. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I, Sheldon, he's, I, I know him on uh, via Facebook, you know, we're, we're, we're friends on there, and, you know, he's a really nice guy. I mean, he loves wine. I know that about him. <laughs> <laughs> Which, who doesn't love wine? Like, let's be real here. Um, but um, I, I don't think I've actually ever really worked an event with uh, Sheldon, um, as like the head judge or something, but I know he's a very good judge, and I respect him greatly. I'm looking at your profile here. You also list lots of interests here. You enjoy humor a lot, I can see. Uh, <laughs> yes. South Park, Colbert Report, etc. Yes, yes, yes. Is that your step away from judging and magic? Is that how you pull yourself away from it? That and also quilting. Yes, I saw that. The picture of quilting. <laughs> this, sound, this sounds kind of silly, but I love to make quilts. Um, I've been working on actually a, a Super Mario Brothers 3 quilt for a while now. It, it's amazing how long those kind of like pixelated images can take actually quilting that. Quilting takes a lot of patience and time. Mm-hmm. Judging sometimes you have to have almost like an instant answer because you, you have to assess the situation and come up with an answer like, Almost right. immediately. To be able to flip the switch like that from one form to another, how difficult is that? Is that like, like so after a long day of judging, because those judging days can be 10, 12 plus yes. hours. <laughs> and then you come back again. <laughs> At the end of the day, 
go sit back in your room and just do that for like a half hour just to unwind or yeah um with with my quilting it's, it's kind of like taking the back burner um i started quilting about a year and a half ago and it's it's sort of the thing i do when i'm just so tired of thinking about stuff i need to just do some mindless tasks like you know how guys like you know lift stuff to uh not think about things it's kind of the same thing you mean me uh lift heavy stuff <laughs> right you know like lift weights or something. Yes. I'm just <laughs> no it's just it's kind of like you know like when when i when i have time or when i have like you know quilting it's it's, it's a lot like an art and you know if if you know when i have inspiration to really make something like um like I have, I've had actually, I had a nephew um, just recently born in February, and I've got another nephew coming up in July. Like, so I've been trying to like make some quilts for them, and I had um, a nephew born like a year and a half ago that I made a quilt for. You know, like like babies, it's really easy to make quilts for. You know, like things like that. When I have the inspiration, it's really nice to kind of like sit down and just not think and just you know make out a you know do something i mean because quilting especially like a baby quilt takes like less than like eight hours i mean it's not that much work you know you can do that on a sunday but i mean something like something like judging you know sure you know it takes like the whole day and by the end of the day you're just you know wiped out you're tired and i mean if i had the chance to sit down and, and after a day of judging to you know make a quilt I'd probably get a lot of work done because I would just, like, not want to think about anything. But a lot of times when I get done with judging, you know, I'm either at the hotel or, you know, we're driving back home. So I don't really get to do that. But, you know, it is a nice unwind, especially, you know, from the daily grind. Like, I mean, the, the boring stuff I do at my job that I have right now um, or, you know, things like, you know, like the day after I come home for return, let's say I come home Saturday night, well, Sunday, you know, I can just sit home and make a quilt, you know, no big deal, but... What was current job before your new one now? Um, well, right now I'm doing a medical billing and insurance and coding and all that boring kind of stuff. Like, it is... to Just to know that I have the Star City Games job on the horizon, it has made that job so much more harder to do every day. <laughs> I know that sounds horrible, but like I'm sitting there and I'm I'm keying charges and I'm just thinking, man, I could be working for Star City Games right now and it's just like, oh my goodness, I don't want to do any of this anymore, you know, but I'm grinding through it and, you know, like like a like today actually was the the day that we um we were able to actually sit down and talk with somebody who knows us at our apartment complex and you know, they were able to say, hey, you only got to give us 60 days, so and, you, know, you can head on out, you know, in 60 days. So, like, we've actually finally determined our end date here in Birmingham and our move date up in Roanoke, which is kind of exciting because it also coincides with us coming back from uh, PT um, Japan, Nagoya. So, um, we're, like, going to come back from Nagoya, pack up all our stuff and move to Roanoke and then, you know, be... Be, like, I'm going to be a Star City person, and Todd's hopefully going to find a job really soon. So, What does Todd do? Um, well, he actually right now is a part-time student and also a part-time um, server at a, a Wings restaurant. So 
I, I really want him to try to live his dream because his dream is to kind of become, you know, a magic pro and, you know, play out on the pro tour and all that stuff. And I really want to support that because, I mean, it's been my dream for the last year to be, you know, a pro judge, if you will, <laughs> and be a, you know, be a judge out on, you know, like all the GPs and PTs and Star City Opens and things like that. So I've kind of achieved my goal. Well, now it's, you know, like I don't, I don't mind helping him get to his goal because we both love magic so much. And this, this, this game means so much to the both of us. And I would love to see him succeed in the way that, you know, I sort of have. <laughs> and, um, you know, if he could be the, the PT player and I'll be the PT judge, well, hey, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to discount that. Then I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's say it is finals and you are sitting in the judges, the head judge area for this, for the final table. He's playing and his opponent calls judge call. Do you have to excuse yourself from that because of the situation or how could you separate you, the judge, from you, the person? Absolutely. Um, when I'm judging, like I've actually I've taken judge calls before that have involved Todd. Um, I I kind of try to remove myself from the situation if I can. Mm -hmm. But if I was the, if I were the head judge of you know say the finals of a PTQ, um, and there was a ruling that got appealed and they needed me to come and make a ruling, I would make a ruling, you know, that, that fell in line with the, you know, with the IPG, with the Magic Comprehensive Rules. Like, I would not, never, ever would rule just in his favor just because I wanted him to win. Like, that, that just, I, I completely separate myself from him in that regard because I'm, I'm a judge because I like to uphold the integrity of the tournament not because I want my husband to win. I mean, I want my husband to win, but, you know, if if he doesn't, it's okay. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I would much rather us have a tournament that's full of integrity than a tournament that, you know, got turned upside down because of a wrong ruling made in someone's favor that should not have been made that way. Do you have a hard time when he's playing not to want to go wander over to see how he's doing? I do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. I do sometimes catch myself wandering towards his matches and, you know, kind of birding them. But I I catch myself in the middle of that moment and I try to, like, kind of, like, wander away. <laughs> um, just simply because if there is a judge call, I would much rather some other judge take that. And not necessarily because I feel like I would lean towards him, but because I would just, I know, especially a lot of our local players, they know that we're married, and, you know, even though, you know, I, I'll give the correct ruling when I can, um, you know, I mean, sometimes I'm a dirtle burrow, but <laughs> <laughs> I will give the correct ruling, you know, as, as, best, to, as best of my ability. Um, I just don't want there to be that accusation of favoritism. Yeah. And I would never ever, ever rule in Todd's favor just because I want him to win. Like, that, like, to me, that's, that's not the reason why I'm a judge. Like, oh. we, we're judges because we want, we, we want people, we want the best player to win. So, and sometimes oh, that's, that's not the best player. I love him to death, but, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. 
you're you're only human, right? You can only play with right, what you have exactly. in front of you. Right, exactly. make mistakes, it happens. When you do the Star City Games events and you do the Pro Tour events or the GPs, you know a lot of the pros now. Now they come up to you and say hi and how you doing. And when Ricky was at uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, everybody was coming up to him, talking to him, saying hi, how you doing, just talking to him as a person. How many people and who are your favorite people that come up to you and say hi at tournaments? I have a lot of friends on the pro circuit, I guess. Um, probably one of my um, closest friends is uh, Brad Nelson. Um, he's a really cool guy, really down to earth, really funny. Um, we uh, we actually uh, he uh, he Brad and Todd and I we um, we all roomed together at GP Columbus where he like mized that top eight finish. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> um, it was really funny, but but Brad is a really cool guy, and he really he really sees a lot of potential in Todd. And I think that's that's really a, a lot what helps Todd out is that, you know, when somebody, you know, knows that Todd has it in him to be on that level, but he just needs a few more things to get him there, you know. And, um, you know, like, I, I really, you know, respect Brad for that, and, and I think that Brad's a really nice guy. Um, you know, like uh, when we were um, when we were out in Denver, um that last night, that Sunday night, we were in Denver. Oh my goodness, this is this is hilarious. The karaoke um, party. Hmm. The karaoke party. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we had a flight that left at like seven thirty in the morning, <laughs> and so we decided to go out Sunday night um, because Brad and and PV and and um, even Brian Kibler came out. Even though Brian was like sick as a dog. He came out with us too, and like I mean, there was a whole bunch of us there. Like AJ, um, AJ was there, and oh my goodness, Sam Black was there. I mean, it was a lot of people, and like we we got really tore. <laughs> I have got to ask about that because yeah, Kibler was. I mean, I, he looked like somebody had shot him. I mean, he really. Was I mean, sick. He, he, he yeah, was and really he, sick. And I remember asking, I was like. Kibler, why are you so down? And he was just like, man, I am so sick. He's like, I don't even know why I came out this way. And we're like, whoa, man, like, why would you do that? Like, just get some rest, you know? Like, it was, it was crazy. But I mean, it was a fun night. Like, we had a really good time. You know, we sang karaoke and yes. you know, prank <laughs> and uh, we we uh we got back to our part or our hotel at like. Like two or three a.m. and it was really funny because Gavin Verhey, um, and Noah Kessel and and a couple of people. Oh God, I can't remember. I was really tore up. There was a whole bunch of people in our our <laughs> hotel room. We came back at three o'clock in the morning, and I remember just thinking like, Oh my God, these people need to go because I needed some sleep. I gotta wake up in two hours. <laughs> and we, I mean, we got up in about it was about two and a half hours and. We 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 made it to our flight, but boy, I felt sick the whole time. It was awful. Don't ever fly hungover ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to talk about Rome a little bit because when we talked to you before, you talked a little bit about it with yes. us. That whole who did you guys stay with, and how did that all come down? Um, well, in Rome, we actually didn't know very many people on the pro circuit at that time. Um, so we actually, we, we booked a room by ourselves, which was actually, like, I, I thought I was being the good travel agent, 
by, you know, booking us, like, the cheapest room I could find. Oh, yeah, it was awesome, you know, because anything in the actual district where the uh, Worlds was being held was just super expensive. So I booked us this, you know, hotel that was, like, you know, 40 bucks a night, whatever, but it was actually horrible (laughs) because it was on, like, the other side of Rome, and we had to take, like, two buses and, like, a subway and everything to get there. And, like, I mean, it took us, like, an hour to get to the site every morning. And it was it was kind of a bit of a blowout, especially just, like, waiting for the bus. Um, so, oh, hush. Todd's like, good job. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was it was definitely a different experience. Not, like, that's where we actually met a lot of the people on the pro circuit. Um, but Rome was... It was really awesome. Um, we got up there, you know, a few days early. We didn't really kind of know how to get around um, the first couple days we were there. But once we kind of, you know, got our bearings, you know, we got to see some really cool stuff. And, you know, I mean, just being in Rome itself was just amazing. And the only thing I could complain about was the fact that I had to eat pastries for breakfast every day. And, oh, my goodness, I could have killed for some bacon and eggs. <laughs> you, you, uh, remember, you eat what the locals give you. Just gotta yeah, worry was, about that stuff. Well, it was hard because, the, especially the first couple of days, I was recovering from jet lag so hard, <laughs> and like I would like wake up after breakfast in the like hotel was over, so like there would be like nothing to eat, and I was just like starving and angry, and you know, like we like one of the uh, bus stations that we stopped at, um, they had like you know like hot chocolate and stuff they sold from a. Um, like a vending machine, and I used to drink like two cups of that <laughs> because I was like, "That's the only breakfast I'm gonna get." <laughs> That's not really breakfast. <laughs> like one, like uh, one of the last few days we were there, um, we were walking to the site, and we saw a McDonald's, and we walked in, and like I had eaten pastries for breakfast every day, and I wanted a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, like a biscuit. I didn't. I didn't even care. We walk into this McDonald's. I'm so excited. And the McDonald's part is closed. And all that's open is this little, like, bistro cafe that's got, like, all these different pastries. And I about vomited. I was just like, no! Uh, <laughs> Can I please the egg McMuffin to something? Yeah. Please, is it is it cold? I'll eat it. Thank you. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't care. I just want some meat for breakfast. Like, let's give me let's give me a break. I did not want a croissant. <laughs> so now that you're going to be able to do a lot more traveling, not that you're not doing enough already to begin with, oh. <laughs> not that you're not nearly spending enough weekends on the road or anything like that. No, no, no. What would be you're going to Nagoya? Yes. And boy, were you excited about that? Oh my goodness! I this is hilarious. So. I got the email, and I I just had have recently bought this phone that, like, it's, it's one of those, like, smartphones or whatever. I've never had one of those before, and, I mean, I, I was still getting used to it at the time. And so, you know, it gives me updates whenever I get emails. Well, it gave me an update. It said, you know, Andy Hecht, you know, Nagoya, Judge List. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So, like, I open it up, and I think it's sorted alphabetically by last name. So, of course, I go right to the A's, and I don't see my name. And I'm like, ah, well, fudge, you know, like, whatever. I'm like, it's the first pro tour I've applied to, like, you know, whatever. And it's no no big deal. So, like, I mean, I'm just scrolling down, just interested to see who made it. And then, bam, I see my name. I started screaming. (laughs) I was 
just like, oh my god, oh my god, no way, no way, no way. And, I mean, I just started jumping up and down, and like, I mean, I, I really did not expect that. Like, I mean, it's been my dream to go to Japan ever since I was a little girl, like, um, and just, like, I, I studied Japan, like, Jap- I studied Japan, I studied Japanese when I was in college for two semesters, and, you know, I've loved their culture, I love their language, um, and just being, like, you know, like, I, I've, you know, played in PTQs for Japanese pro tours, and I'm just, like, you know, praying to get there, and I just never have, and, you know, to now finally have the chance to get to go to Japan and be a part of that culture and see how they do things has just been, like, ah, just amazing. Like, I just, I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Now, obviously, you know what's going on over there and stuff like that, and the thing about it is that it's not any, Japan's not a big country, but it's not near where the event's at, 500 miles. It's it's the equivalent of driving across certain states in order to, you know, say a disaster. for example. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. With that kind of environment, as far as it's not native tongue, you're going over to another country, they're speaking another language, uh, is there... Is there going to be a difficulty with that? Because a lot of the people that are going to be at the event may not speak good English, as far as judging goes. How is that going to affect what you do? I'm a little apprehensive about the language barrier. Um, I've act, I mean, I've, I've been to two different world's events, um, and you know, luckily I, I have you know the time, like both the times I've been, I just been as when as a spectator, um, you know, so I haven't really like you know, played against too many players with a language barrier, at least not one that we couldn't overcome. Um, so I'm, I'm a little little kind of scared about, you know, how it's going to be, especially um, I've, I've heard a lot of rumors about the Japanese judge community, and, and not necessarily that it's, you know, one that's, you know, exclusive or anything like that, but that, you know, it, I mean, with any, you know, with any foreign culture, you know, it's, you know, when you have a language barrier, it's it's hard to overcome, and it's hard for people to, you know, accept you if they can't understand you, um, which is why I've, I've definitely been, you know, trying to brush up on my Japanese and, you know, remember, you know, how to say things and, you know, like they're, like, because they have a lot of ways that they, you know, even just going about, you know, speaking in their language, I mean, there is a lot of culture involved, and, you know, like I said, like, I, I, I really love their culture, and I, I took their, you know, I took language for two years in college, and, you know, I really respect how they, you know, go about treating people and things like that, and, you know, just the the rumors I've heard from other judges that have, you know, judged in Japan, you know, if if you really put yourself out there and work really hard, you know, like it's, you know, it is possible to be accepted in there. And, and I, I know they put out some really great judges. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of that. And I don't think I'm going to let that hinder me because whenever I go to an event, I try to be the best that I can be. And, you know, I, I don't care if I have to, you know, do cartwheels or whatever. Like, I will do I'll do whatever to make myself useful at the event. And if, you know, whatever that calls for, I'll do it. I, I don't care. I'll shine shoes. I don't care. <laughs> Are you getting out there early, maybe a day or two ahead of time, to be able to actually? I know it's impossible to say because of the fact of how crazy those events get to actually say you have time to actually pull yourself out and actually see anything. But are you going there early to maybe be able to to see anything? Um, well, we're hoping to either get there early 
and kind of see Japan before the tournament, or either that, like, stay a little bit later. Um, it just kind of depends. I know the Star City Invitational is the weekend before Nagoya, and um, Todd and I were talking about that tonight. Like, actually, he, he's been in the works talking with people trying to schedule his PT ticket um, for the last uh, couple days. And um, But he and I were talking about the Invitational because he didn't realize that the Invitational was the weekend before. Um, so, you know, we've been kind of talking about that. And I've actually – today was the day that we talked to our apartment complex about getting out of our lease. <laughs> So I didn't know that we were going to get out of our lease and, and move at the end of June until today. Um, so, you know, we're going to either we're going to be leaving early and going up there early or we'll be leaving a little bit later. So talking go to the invitational and um, then, you know, going up there and then staying a few bit late. But we're definitely going to see some sights because. I want to see them. Like, I want to experience Japan. I want to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy, you know, 32 different flavors of Kit Kat bars or whatever they have, buy, you know, crazy stuff out of vending machines and whatnot. I want to see Japan because it's been my been my dream to, to just visit Japan ever since I was a little girl. So. And now that you're going to be a part of the Star City Games team, and you set a high goal, would like to be as high up in a judge as you can be. What else is left? What's next? I mean, I mean, really, I mean, it's not like you sat there and said, well, I'm, I'm just planning to keep my job and, you know, I'll do some judging now and then. I mean, you set some pretty high goals. You've also set some pretty high goals for your husband about making and being on the pro tour full-time because that is not an easy gig. No. <laughs> as noticed, no, as noticed endless trails of people who have tried to conquer that. What else do you plan to do? My plan is, after I start working for Star City Games, um, my number one goal is to make the Star City events the best events mm. that I can make them. Um, to make them the best events for the players, the best events for the judges, and the best events for our events team. Like, I mean... I I think that Star City Games does an absolutely fabulous job of running events, and I think that, um, you know, what we've done, especially for the legacy community, um, is just phenomenal. And I, I really hope that, that, you know, our hard work and our dedication to the Magic community will rub off and will help other, you know, other magic communities grow i mean especially i mean i know with the tcg player events they've been you know doing pretty well lately too and you know what what's good for for one per, what's good for watsi is good for everyone yeah um so when when we have good events running you know for magic it's good for everybody's events that are running for magic um you know and and you know with that if I can just be one of the best judges and one of the best events persons for a Star City event, that will definitely start rubbing off on when I go to GPs and when I go to PTs. Like, I want to be the best judge I can. I want to provide events that players want to come back to and they want to say, hey, you know, I had a great time, you know, like, like say, say if it's like a PTQ, I head judge. I want people to say, hey, Callie Anderson, she was the head judge of that PT, or PTQ, she's PT, oh my goodness, listen to me. <laughs> she was the head judge of that PTQ. I want to go back to her PTQs because she does a great job. Like, I want people to see my name and think, hey, she run, she, she helps make some really quality events. And, you know, and I also 
my other goal is to help build the judge community because we, we've already got a great community as it is, but the thing is, like, it can only go up from here. The sky is the limit. Like, we can be one of the most amazing communities in the world, and I really think we already are because being a judge, I have so many so many new friends and so many people that I wouldn't have never known you know, in the first place, and, you know, the funny thing is, a lot of players, they either don't see judges at all, or they see judges as, like, the enemy, but the thing is, that's not the case, like, judges are there to help the players, like, I mean, we're here to help players learn, or help make sure that we, you know, run a tournament that's full of honesty and integrity, and we're on the player's side more than anything, I mean, as long as you're not trying to, you know, run the cheats or anything like that, like, we're here to help them, you know, and I think that, you know, once, if, if players can kind of understand this, say, hey, you know, look at those judges, they stand up there, they're smiling and laughing and having a good time, like, you know, maybe we could be smiling and laughing and having a good time, too, you know, it's not all that, you know, crazy competition and seriousness, I mean, you know, I mean, sure it is, but, like, you know, as a judge, if you're having a good time and you're relaxed, the player's going to have a good time and they're going to relax too. So my goal is just to make sure that everybody has a fun time, I guess. What That's the, long short of it. <laughs> what, now you're going to be able to actually be able to work with some of the people at Star City Games, like you said. You're going to be able to work with Evan Irwin, and you're going to be able to work more with Jared now, and you're going to be able to work with Glenn Jones and things like that. How much can you get from them to help you do what you're going to do? Oh, my goodness. I can get exponentially better just by working with them. Um, like, that's one thing I actually I said to Todd tonight. I said, you know, Todd, you know, pretty soon I'm going to be working with three level three judges and, like, you know, two other level two judges, like, how much better of a judge am I going to be in, like, less than six months? Like, I will real. I really see myself growing just working with them. Um, actually, this past weekend um, at Regionals, I worked with um, Nicholas Sabin and um, uh, another uh, person who works at Star City Games. His name is Matt Thorne. Um, you know, he, he, he and I were talking, and he said that the Star City Games uh, office is commonly known as the House of Flying Daggers. <laughs> and the term, the term daggering is kind of a um, term that's been born out of the Florida judge community as basically judges who throw, they call daggers, at other judges, which are like hard judge questions. So apparently, Star City Games is the House of Flying Daggers, so... I'll be getting some really hard judge questions thrown at me, um, which is good because I need I, I need those kinds of questions thrown at me. Ouch! You okay? Sorry. No problem. My cat just my cat just knocked all of the stuff off of my computer. She's wonderful. Um, anyways, <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> So, you know, it's, it, it, you know, working at Star City Games, I just, I can't, I can't begin to see where I'm going to see myself in, you know, like six months from now, like how better of a judge I'll be just from, you know, hearing, you know, the, the responses from level three judges and other level two judges just, you know, just by being around different other, you know, different people and, and their, 
you know, their observations and their interpretations of the rules philosophy and things like that, like, it's going to make me a better judge. And I'm so excited for that because everybody, I mean, it doesn't matter how far up you are in the judge community, everybody has somewhere that they can improve on. It's interesting to just think, and I'm going to refer back to the whole Star City Games thing and how much it's grown and taken off like a juggernaut. Legitimately right now, if you want to consider Wizards of the Coast the top of the mountain, Star City Games sits at the right hand. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting how quickly you've gotten into this real You've put yourself in a position now where you're actually working for them. Like you just described, where you go is clearly up to you now. I mean, there's nothing, no path that can stop you now because you basically put yourself right on the path to wherever you want to go within magic. But the question is, will you be able to step out of the the judge's chair and actually want to sit back in the player chair? Well, I think that when when the time comes that I want to be a player again, and and don't get me wrong, I definitely have had the urge to uh, sit back and, you know, grab grab some cards and sling a few spells. Um, You know, I mean, it's definitely there, and, you know, I, I think that I will get that fixed out of um, local local events and you know you know magic online um, for me though judging especially in this last year judging has been so wonderful wonderful for me like it's breathed that fire back in me like I mean I'll be honest you know before I started judging about a few a couple months before I started judging I actually was about ready to just you know, turn it all in to say, you know what, I'm going to retire. I'm not going to play Magic anymore. I'm just going to go hang out at events, you know, with Todd, and that's going to be that. Like, I was ready to just, you know, just give up on Magic. Like, I, I was just so burnt out and so done with just, you know, the competitive side of it that, you know, I, I didn't want to play anymore. But, I mean, I, I still play every once in a while, but right now, for me, I get so much satisfaction and so much joy out of judging and, you know, providing such a wonderful experience to to the players of Magic that I just, I can't really see myself playing at some point, but I, I have had the urge to kind of, you know, get back in there. But the thing is with, with me, I am such a competitive person. I want to win. And... When you want to win, you really have to put in the time and the playtesting and, you know, you, you really got to consider the metagame and all that kind of stuff. See, with me, I just uh, I just don't have time for all that anymore, <laughs> you know. It's, it's hard because if you really want to be a mainstay on the pro circuit or even the, you know, the semi-pro circuit is kind of what I call Todd. You know, he's like a semi-pro. Like, I... You, you really have to put in a lot of time and effort, and I just don't, I don't have the time for that, you know. It's, it's, it's exhausting. It's more exhausting than judging, if you ask me. I'm going to put you on the spot. As you probably have heard today, the entire spoiler set got leaked out, or may have not heard, or the new Phyrexia set. The entire thing got leaked out. Oh, no, I didn't know that much. And I, I, I've seen about, like, 40-something cards yes. from the new set, so. Well, today everything got leaked out including the card that is going to change Legacy. Yes, I know about that card. <laughs> okay. I got to ask you I got to ask you as a judge. 
how many times do you expect people to go judge on that card just because of how powerful it is and people misplaying it because of the fact they aren't going to pay the color or they don't pay the life on it? I think I'm gonna. I, th- I think we're gonna get a, a pretty good bit amount of um, judge calls for maybe like the first couple months that the card is in play. Um, but I think especially now with the way the Star City events are running, um, the the way the Legacy community has evolved, that most of the the higher you know level tournament players that you're gonna get. The ones that come out to the Star City Legacy events and things like that, they're gonna kind of know how, understand how that card interaction works. Um, so when you've got players who, you know, don't play, don't don't pay it for the right mana or don't pay too life or or, or whatever the case, uh, I think that you know it's 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 probably gonna be a lot for the first couple months that the set is out. Um, maybe even the first month. I mean, maybe people might catch on, hopefully, <laughs> a lot quicker than we give them credit for. Um, but I think it's going to be an easy ruling to make. Um, so I'm not really too concerned about how, you know, how difficult those rulings are going to be. How difficult is the transition on a weekend from standard to legacy? As oh, change? it's not difficult at all. I mean, really, actually, the, the funny thing is, um, you know, when you're working, like, a standard event, you really don't get that many judge calls, especially because Star City Games keeps their sta- their events well-staffed. Um, so, I mean, you know, you'll have, you know, you'll have a judge here and there, but then, you know, you, you transition over to Legacy, and the, the biggest problem I have with Legacy is I'm not too familiar with a lot of the older cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I'll get a card, even like the card itself and the Oracle text is not as uh, clear as it should be. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, the wording on but, some um, of those older cards are just absolutely brutal. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, if you're, if you're mentally prepared, if you know that, hey, you know, like you wake up one morning, you're like, hey, I'm judging standard. Let's go, you know. I mean, you know you're going to have an easy day. You know that you're going to deal with people, you know, complaining about, you know, swords or, you know, something, something, you know, not really, or, or you know, Jace triggers or something like that. I mean, you're you're not going to get anything too crazy. But, like, Jace is triggered? Is it activated ability, whatever? Todd's all trying to talk tonight to me. <laughs> um... Or you get you wake up one morning and you're like, hey, I'm judging legacy. So I'm going to get crazy questions like, do tapped creatures deal combat damage? You know, I mean, you, you get questions like that with legacy. You know, I mean, like, even though, you know, from the last year with how Star City Games has grown the legacy community, like, you still get some pretty off-the-wall stuff. And not every legacy player understands quite the intricacies of the rules as they are now, but I mean, then again, that's why we have judges, so we can help players understand that. And you know, when when you're especially when you're judging a legacy event, you're not going to get, you know, the the hardcore like, oh, my opponent's trying to cheat and get away with this. You're just going to get players who are genuinely confused about how the game plays. 
you know. And and to me, I get a lot of satisfaction out of helping players understand the game than, you know, oh, yeah, my opponent's cheaty facing and trying to get away with shit. You know, oh, I'm sorry. Nah, Stuff. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're human. Enough said. Let's go back to the whole you want to get judges and judges better. Someone's listening to this podcast podcast right now going, I want to be a judge. I'm really unsure of how to get this started. What would be some advice to tell someone who wants to start to be judge? What would be their best role? My best advice would be to, number one, to log in to the judge center which is judge.wizards.com, and you can log in using the same um, information as you use to log into your DCI information. Like if you know if you're logging in to check your rating or something like that, it's the same login. You know, it's going to be your DCI number and the password you set for that. And just take a couple of the easy practice exams. And and. To not be so hard on yourself if you don't do so well, because I'll be honest, the first time I took some easy practice exams, easy practice now, I bombed them. Hardcore. Like, I, you, re- like you really think you know the rules, but you, you don't. Um, and so if, if you're thinking about being a judge, you know, maybe take some tests, see where you're at. And then if you really want to, con- you know, if, if you really want to continue and, and don't let your scores like, you know, gauge that. Like, I mean, you know, you can be terrible and them, but I mean, if you still want to, you know, try it out, talk to either your um, local tournament organizer or even um, you can go on to the judge center and find a level two judge or even a level one judge. I mean, like a level two judge can test you into level one or a level two judge can test you in a level one but um just even talking to a level one judge they can help you get into the network where you can you know talk to a you know local tournament organizer or a pto um so you can you know go you know work a a a ptq you know or or even you know go work at a a star city event and you know just be a level zero and kind of get some floor and you just you know kind of feel it out and see how it feels for you because honestly that, I mean, that that's kind of how I did it, you know, like, I just, I posted something on Facebook about burning a tournament, and our, you know, I was friends with our local PTO um, on Facebook, and he's like, hey, why don't you come, you know, level zero, you know, I'm sure it'll be funny, you can try it out, I mean, bam, I tried it, and I loved it, you know, I mean, just, you know, putting your feet in the water, it will kind of give you an idea of, you know, how you feel about actually being a judge, and if you're thinking about being a judge, you probably want to be a judge. Not going to lie. <laughs> I know that kind of sounds silly to say, but if you're thinking about being a judge and you try it, you're going to love it. It's it's a whole new experience. And, I mean, even just being a level zero, like sometimes like tournament organizers will still give you. I mean, it's not about the comp for me, but, I mean, sometimes just working really hard and then at the end of the day when you get a little bit of something, it's kind of nice. I mean... You know, I mean, it's it's not about that for me, and it shouldn't be about that. But it is kind of cool to, like, show up for, like, you know, say a PTQ, and then you win at the end of the day because you do get compensation. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is it like getting the judge promo packs? 
Oh, man. Woo. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I remember the, um, the first one I got was, uh, when, um, back in the day when they used to give out them for Star City games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the first, the, the tournament that I certified for level one, like, I knew they, I knew they gave out judge promos. And, you know, I wasn't expecting to get anything from the day that I leveled zeroed and tested. Like, because, you know, they told me, said, hey, you know, it was kind of on the fly. And one of those things is like, you know, I'm not really worried about it, you know, whatever. But, like, when when I when I tested for level one and I passed my level one, like, you know, uh, Ricky was giving me my, my feedback and everything. And then, you know, at the end of the interview, he said, well, we also give out these at Star City Events. And he handed me a packet. I was like, whoa, was not expecting that whatsoever. I mean, it was really nice. Like, you know, and, you know, from I've worked, you know, several GPs now. And it's just it, it really helps a lot, especially, you know, in traveling to these kinds of events. Um, Just, you know, just to being able to go to these events, you know, I mean, it's not something I bank on. And it's not something I do it for because I really, I, I would, I know this is going to sound really silly, but I would do this for free. <laughs> I love doing this. I love working with the people that I work with. And I think that the reason they provide compensation for judges is so that you can have so many different people from around the world come mm-hmm. and work these events. And I think that's wonderful that they do this for us. And I know so many judges who feel the same way as I do that they would it doesn't matter about the comp, they would they would do it for free. And just to know that, you know, Wizards appreciates us and our time and what we do to help them run their tournaments it's wonderful, but, you know, it's not what we do it for. And we, we do it because we love the game, we love the tournaments, and we love we, we love the players. We love we love them. Uh, he doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there, like I said, we'd like to keep this an hour. We're actually right at the hour, a little over an hour right now. You guys are making the big move, and it's exciting. Have you? You said you've been looking at places. Yeah, we've been we've been looking at some places. Um, I've been you know given some good recommendations from the guys that you know live in Roanoke and whatnot, and you know where they live and things like that. So we've been you know figuring all that out. But the, the biggest hurdle for us was trying to get over our our lease mm-hmm. in our apartment here in Birmingham, which was. Kind of, you know, funny because we actually never signed our lease after it renewed in, in February. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so we only had to give them 60 days to move out. So, I mean, starting, start, yeah, I was kind of lucky. So, I mean, you know, we've got 60 days left in this apartment, and then we'll be moving up to Roanoke, which is pretty exciting. It is. So it we've is, been. It is funny. A lot of times in life, things happen for the strangest reasons. A lot like with my interview with Lauren how things in her life were going bad, and then all of a sudden Evan says, hey, how would you like to move to Roanoke and work for us? <laughs> it, it's almost like that with you as far as normally you guys would have just been, okay, we're going to sign the lease, it's another year, okay, yeah, great. Now you don't sign the lease, this opportunity comes up, and now you don't have any of those other commitments to go with it. It's sometimes things happen 
for the right reasons. Yep. We like to keep these an hour because sure we're going to come back. This is kind of like a continual, I like to call this a little story that mm-hmm. continues and always grows. Probably about a calendar time, somewhere around a year, we want to bring people back and talk more about how things have changed and what's new. In a year from now, you're going to have a completely different conversation for me than the one we had tonight. I hope so. My <laughs> life is going to be so wonderful next year. I can't I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. Your other half to win. Yes. Win. <laughs> We're working on that. Win. Then can have him on to talk about himself and not about you. <laughs> <laughs> because that's one of the funny things about having, quote, a magic relationship, if you want to call it that, is you have to separate yourselves. A lot like I did an interview with Joey Pasco of UMTG Taps. Mm-hmm. And I could have easily done it with him and Big Head Joe. <laughs> but I wanted them separate. You know about Joey and now you'll know about Big Head Joe. It's like you and Todd. I want people to know you and then people to know Todd so they can separate you. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's right. kind of the way I look at it. Is there anything else you'd like to promote outside of the fact that Things are going great for the two of you, and you're moving on now. Is there any anything I might have missed or something like that? <laughs> and where can people reach you if they want to reach you about judging? Um, Facebook. Facebook. I love Facebook. I am so active on Facebook. It's not even funny. So Callie Anderson on Facebook. Like Usually when people add me as friends... Like, I'll check to see our mutual friends, and if they're, like, a whole bunch of magic people, I'll add them. Like, <laughs> I I am I'm all about Facebook, um, and I don't, you know, ignore anyone who I don't necessarily know in person. Um, if, you know, if you have questions about the judge program, or, you know, I'm not going to call it judge program. It's a judge family. If you have any questions about the judge family, I will be more than happy to answer them. Um, if you have any questions about just, you know, my my experience or, you know, Todd's experience, anything like that, I'll be more than happy to talk to you and be your friend because I love this community. I love magic, and I just couldn't imagine my life anything without magic. So <laughs> It's a good thing you don't have a passion for this at all. None. Oh, no, no passion no, whatsoever. No, Are you no. kidding me? No, I can I can understand why the judge is wanting to get you in and bring you <laughs> part of the family. Because one of the things I'll bring up real quick before we end this is when I was in Dallas-Fort Worth, I called it over-the-shoulder magic. I would watch somebody play, and I would update via Twitter what was going on. But I spent about, I'd say at least uh, probably a good round, round and a half, just talking to some judges in general. And just having fun and, mm-hmm. you know, poking things out. And just, you know, they knew I wasn't playing. They knew what I was doing. And very nice, very courteous, had a lot of fun. We got some laughs going. And it's like, oh, I don't want to take you away from what you're doing. Because I always, the one thing you'll hear from them is my eyes are always this way. My ear can be that way. <laughs> so basically, I can listen to what you're saying, but my eyes can be focused on what's going on out there. Presented yourself tonight. Approachable. So people don't have to fear you as a judge. You no, know. we're here for you guys. Yes. That's what judges are there for, the players. 
Yes, and now if that it wasn't for the players, we wouldn't need judges. Absolutely true. And now that they're going to double the schedule for Wizards, you might have some more opportunities to go to uh, some. I hope so. Do fun places. Oh, I want to go to every GP next year. Oh my God, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to thank you for your time tonight. Uh, oh, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Great to have you on with Rashad in in Denver, and that's where this all came together. It's like magic to me is kind of in what this is for me, and that's how I treat that, and that's why I wanted you in after talking to you in Denver because you are part of that second set of magic to me. Oh, well. no, no, look at this. Look at this way. You are now going to be taking a major effect in what Star City Games does on the tournament level, and that's all about bringing enjoyment and more people to the seats and more people to the events. And that's the way Magic's going to grow. Uh, good luck on this. Thank uh, you. And, again, I thank you for your time tonight. Sorry for stealing you away from Todd for a little while, but oh, I appreciate Oh, he'll be that. all right. <laughs> <laughs> tell, him to keep, tell him to keep pounding it out, and you never know. I mean, with people like Brad Nelson helping you, things can only go up from there. I hope so. So, on that note, this is another interview of the Men of Magic. I am Robert, and we are done.